0: Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week we're going to dive into the homepage of an e-commerce site to understand what we should be doing on this important page to make sure we have a high conversion rate and we do well with the traffic that's coming to the page. So without further ado, let's get started. How are
1: you I'm I'm okay Excellent. how Amar are you right? doing
0: another podcast another episode and here we are how the yeah. others and today we are going to talk about homepage because we haven't talked about the homepage for a while and you know a lot of the time we do bang on about the um, product page being the landing page and uh, the category being the landing page but actually you know to be honest like the, the home page even even though it's not as a percentage it doesn't get more than the product page or category pages landing page it's still your most popular page usually yeah, on, on its, its own home.
1: Yeah. I think it's because it's, yeah. yeah it's like yes when you when you add all the multitude of products product pages together um, and the and the collection or category pages it, it you know they all add up hmm. more don't they but the, but the, it, it is normally the still the biggest singular landing page. Yeah. So when we say the product page, obviously you've got, most people have lots of Sometimes products.
0: Sometimes you do go into Google and, um, and you see that the most common page is the cart page, which is always astonishes me really because like, why why would that be the most popular page? And it can only be because we're driving.
1: Yeah, well it's always yeah, high up.
0: Driving a lot of like abandoned yeah. cart emails and things like that and pushing people to that page. But yeah, yeah the homepage is, is, a, is an it's important still, page. It's, it's always important.
1: Yes, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it is, and it's a, an important page for two reasons. Number one, it is still you know a pretty important landing page, but it also tends to be the page that people go to um, throughout their visit. So even if they land on the product page, they'll in that session they tend to they tend to come mm. to the home homepage um, to, you know, to see well, who, who are these guys, what's going on. And and obviously it's a page that you, all your existing customers will come back to, yeah. and even even in, even a new prospective customer who has not yet bought, um, you often find that if they land on the product page, and then may disappear. When they come back, they come back to the page. Yeah, you know that's where a lot of a lot of the advertising still brings them back. So it's, to. it's it's a hub. So it's it's, it's, it's really
0: it's, a hub for for, for the site, yeah. and also it's a page that allows people to make sense of the website as well. So let's say you land on a product page and you're kind of looking around and you're going kind to of go, well, how does this fit into everything? And then you'll go to the homepage and you get a bit of an overview for the site. That's not to say everybody does it, but some people kind of like to use it to get the bearings to understand who the site is and who they're
1: aiming mm. at, you know, because. It'll be a bit like, <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, if you're in a physical store and you know, you, you you know, you you go straight to the product essentially. This so, is you know, Google Shopping, Facebook Ads, you know, you're going straight to the yeah. product. And it would be a bit like doing that, being in, being like catapulted like through the roof of the store, and you're landing in this physical shop looking at this product. And then you're like, "Where the hell am I?" You go outside yeah. to the shop to look at the front door and the shop window, to, and looking at them. oh yeah, yeah he, okay, yeah.
0: Imagine you know, yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah, go catapulted back. <laughs> into like the changing room with one shirt. And you, you, you're given that shirt in the changing room and you try the shirt on and then you go, I wonder what the shop looks like. What kind of shop is this? And what kind of yeah. people are in the shop? And who buys from the shop? And those kind of things. You know, there's that context to it, isn't it? That, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And, and on another stupid analogy, but, you know, imagine if you've if you've been looking at that T-shirt and you think, you know what, quite like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. So you go out of the shop to go and look at another yeah. shop and then you come back in the shop through yeah. the the front door which is the home page and then you're trying to find where was that t-shirt i was looking yeah. for you know where was it and that of course is what the recently viewed yeah. does you know the recently viewed on your home page you know lots of people seem to have recently viewed on the bottom of their product pages and their category pages which is fair enough don't say not do that but they don't put it on the home yeah. so you can't find yeah. anything can't find what you've been looking yeah. for so the ho- i say the home page is is two things i think it's 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 generally still very, very important for that first touch point of experience. But it's, it's, it's secondly, it's vital in getting them to come back and help them continue that journey, whether or not they've bought before or not mm. yet bought. It's, st- it's still that page they keep coming back yeah. to. So it, ha- it has quite a, quite I mean, a lot of Particularly if you've really. got
0: like a B2B site where you've got a lot of repeat business and they tend to want to buy. Some of stuff, let's say you're selling cleaning products, for example, and they always buy the same cleaning fluid or whatever. You know, like they come on the site, you want to very make it very easy for them to see what they bought before. You don't want them to have to go into the accounts area yeah. and then log in and then try and find the orders and go into the, you know, you want to basically, these are the most common products you buy from us and, you know, just allow them to reorder them. You know, if you think about it, it's, it's very common yeah. sense that for B2B sites. So you can see that. We've, we've, we've looked at sites like Granger in the US and people like that, and they do it. And we've rolled it across quite a few sites in the UK, and we've seen uplifts from, from that and B2B. Um, but going yeah. back to the, the start of the homepage, one of the mistakes that I always see uh, people making is they do, the, they, they do the carousel banner. And I'm not saying that all carousel banners are bad, but I think what tends to happen is... We have this decision to make where we go. Well, what do we show on the homepage? And people go. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think there's like I could show that we've got special offers in women's wear. We've got the swimwear we're new in, and we've got the so and so. We're like, oh, so much stuff we've got to tell people. And then they go, oh, you can have a carousel banner. We could have five banners on there, and we could tell people everything. And I think that the difficulty that is that it's it's nice for us as site owners because you can go we'd have to make a decision on what to sell, you know. Don't make but at the decision. same time, whenever th- anything some kind of moves on the site, people don't look at it. We get banner blindness. And so um, the trouble is the carousel is that really you're much better forcing yourself to make a decision to understand what actually converts the customer. So if you're not doing it, if you don't do it, if you do any split testing, or if you haven't done any split testing, then really the most easiest split test to do is to change the homepage banner to be a static banner and just split test three different images. And everybody thinks that split testing is about finding the winners. And you do, you do find the winners and you do sometimes find some images that really move the needle. But at the same time, what I found when I was doing lots of split testing, maybe like five, six years ago, was that there were certain images of certain products that really reduced the conversion rate and so my learning became more about what images not to use rather than what images to use and that that was really important because i would have i mean this is men's clothing website and i'd have like certain things at the top of the categories and the client would pick them out and we just have them there. We didn't really think about them because it was just like, oh, let's we'll pick one of these images. But if, if I had the wrong image, like for example, on the, um, like on the jackets page, if I put a tuxedo at the top, I really reduced the conversion rate for whatever reason. And you know, you could argue that it's because it's not casual wear or, or stuff, but I didn't really care what the reason was. I just needed to know that that type of image on that category page or that on the home page reduced, reduced the
1: conversion rate. And mm. that, you know what that is, right? I think that's I think that's fast. I think that's very, very good point. You know, as an it's an obvious one, it's, you know the carousel the carousel there, it, it, You know, because basically the you know, reason why reason why that happens is because you are you, you'll have let's say you've got three or four images on your carousel homepage banner. You know, one of them will convert better than the other three, yeah. okay. and so by you're diluting the one that's going to yeah. work. Best. You're, also, you're not you're not learning because you're, only showing you're not it. learning anything
0: you're not really understanding no. you're not basically like if you think if you've got if you got three images on the home page you are putting a temperature into the market and you are measuring the temperature and you go that's where the temperature is that's what we need to be doing at the moment and if you're just putting one image on there you are missing you basically you've got no yeah. feedback loop you don't understand what works. And if you do this over time for three years like like we did for that menswear site we had enough information to then feed back to the product shoots and say look this is the kind of model we want this is the kind of shots we want this is the kind of clothes we want on the homepage, this is exactly what we do want this is what we don't want this is you know like we, we test men and women and we test shots near, next to classic cars we you know we try to test lots of different things and you just yeah. gradually started to understand what turned male fashion buyers on, and that's what that's what mm. you
1: you learned. It's you know. Can I just go mm. back a step before before that? Because because ultimately, what what you're saying this is this is part of setting the scene, yeah, isn't it? And you know the job. The, it's really it, you're creating that that perception of of what this website or shop is this is this is a bit like the shop window if you're walking down the high street and you see a shop mm. window you know you're making a decision based on that shop window should you go into that yeah. shop you know and so that that's that's a bit like the home page in sort of thinking you you're laying out your store and so you know you you are you are telling a story f- Uh, at a nanosecond so if you imagine you're walking down the high street you know and you see the shop window and it might be a let's say it's a clothing clothing shop men's clothing women it doesn't matter what it is but you know within a very very short space of unconsciously you're making a a decision about your perception of what that shop Mm. is all about by what you can see in the window and how it's dressed and the messaging and the outfits and how it's you know how it's portrayed, whether it's got offers on, has it got sales? Has it not got? as it just look elegant? Does it look? You know, you you you're basically creating that that vision of what the home, of, of the mm. business is, and that's what the home that's what the homepage does. It's like the shop window, and so ultimately the job of the homepage is to convince people that they should invest their time in this web mm. store. You know that's what it's for. Um, and people will make that decision whether if they think they're in the right place. So, you know, do I feel like I am in the right place? Am I going to find, do I think I'm going to find what I'm looking for? And should I invest my time well, well, let's here? let's talk. And because really. Sorry, you, you,
0: I was just, t- just going to split that yeah? up because I think there's two, you know, someone listening to this, okay. they might be doing a clothing site, right? Or they might be doing a hardware site. It's very different messages you've got to pop but it's the same thing what you're saying should i be investing my time in here mm. so a clothing website like if you're doing a high-end clothing website or you know slightly more expensive clothing you would peacock on the home page you'd put something on there a bit like the shop window that is a bit out there that gets attention that gets people in you know it's like you're walking down the high street you go and see a clothing shop you see something ridiculous in the window you go in you know, I say, oh, that looks cool. That looks avant-garden. I'm going to go in. I go in and buy my same blue jumper that I ever buy everything. But I think that blue jumper is yeah. better because I've seen the the, the the peacock in the window. Not an actual peacock, but you know what I mean, peacocking. Whereas um, a hardware store, the same. you've got to answer the same question. Am I going to find out what I, what I need here? So the messaging would be like, you know, the U.S.'s largest selection of screwdrivers or Whatever it is, search from over twenty thousand hardware parts. Um, you know, trust pilot yeah, in stock, uh, reviews. Twenty thousand successful. You know, it's, it's so it's, that. it's
1: it's really a mini. It's finding because Mark and I talk about the job to be done and the anxieties. You know, the job to be done is what people want, and the anxieties is is what they don't want. And you're really leaving with a job to be done. Mm you know, and that, and that, so it's a, it's a bit of that. And obviously the job to be done comes from lots of different ways, lots of different things, but the, you know, the homepage is, is really setting that stall out. And in, in, if, take that desirability play, that high end luxury fashion site, um, it, it, you tend to tell the story and set that immediate perception of desirability through the imagery. You know, it does tend to be the use of photography yeah. that tends to be that driver. Yeah. You know, generally, and that and that, that's what the homepage. So when you when you when you hear people say, "Oh, I want the site to be really clean, and I want it to be, you know, I want the images to really stand out, and I really want them to be, you know, want them to be min- minimalist." But basically, that, what 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 people are saying is that they're you know, that, that's what they want people to feel like, that it's this elegance, this desirability, this, you know, this, this feeling. Um, and I have to say, it, it, it tends to be told through imagery. If you get that right, yeah. you know, you you know, an image, what's the phrase? Images,
0: des- images. you know, an image will tell a words, thousand
1: yeah. words. Yeah. 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 But um, it, it really depends on yeah, the site
0: that you going. What One came to mind as you were talking, and it was like, um, I don't know if you've seen Ruggable. Ruggable have been growing all over the world with their yeah. rugs. And they've got these washable rug adverts on Facebook, which, which I quite like. But, um, you know, if you go to their homepage, they've usually got some kind of artist that they're doing a, a collaboration with. And the artist, the, you know, the, the artist is, looks crazy and you've got these crazy rugs and you like come in you go, Oh, this is a cool site with kind of cool fashion. We're doing a partnership with that. But then you go and, you know, think about what the best sellers are. they will be the same boring rug that everybody buys, but it's just framed in a different, mm. in a different way. Um, and, yeah. and so the homepage is about creating energy and it's a bit like, you know, if you've got an offer on or. Something like that. It's like the homepage should really be saying, We're having a party, you're invited, this yeah, is the theme around. of the party, and to you, be part yeah. of it, you need to do this. You this. have
1: landed here yeah. in yeah, you've landed here just at the right yeah. time. Because wow. There's a there's a you know, there's, there's an yeah. event on. You know, I mean we're not saying to this, but you know, that's what that is one of our favorite tricks is to make people think, Oh, I've got on here. And so so the the, fir- the first the first major job is the is the framing, but you know, the positioning yeah. of the of the whole brand um, and the framing of it. And once you've done that, because that's number one, is is this framing, convincing convinces people that they should invest their time here. Once you've done that, and there's other elements to it, but the next one is to get them off onto their journey, and that's essentially either going into a collection or a product. Mm. Really, that's where they're but gonna go. Some of them might go to the cart, like we said before. Some of them might log in, you know. But generally, from a first-time customer perspective, you know, it's it's about getting them onto a category or a product. Yeah,
0: well, it's two jobs, isn't it? First job yeah. is to is to is to make sure they feel like they're in the right place. So he's selling them six minutes of their time. So it's that that's the first job, and you see that in the bounce rate. So if you've not got that right, you're going to get a high bounce rate on the homepage. And the homepage bounce rate, Ian. What's KPI? You know it better than I do. I forget. he's 35 or 20. No, 20.
1: 20. 25%, is it? Well, 20 is pretty, pretty, pretty dark. I mean, anything anything, especially because mo- mobile tends to bounce mm. a bit higher. But anything under 25% as a bounce rate is considered just about okay. So anything over 25% is where we would, on the homepage is where we would start mm. to look at that. That's a potential inefficiency not yeah. working. I had a site the other day that had um you know reason quite a decent business and the selling furniture, average order value is about five hundred pounds and the homepage bounce rate is at thirty four percent. So yeah, that's too yeah. high. Because know?
0: the the homepage like they say we've got the yeah. two jobs, keep them around, convince them in the right place. Second job is to get them off the homepage as quickly as possible into a sales page that is more relevant to them. So Basically, what what the homepage should do is you should sort should sort people into what they're actually looking for. So, you know, um, yeah. depending on if you've got the yeah the, the bucket analogy, and we do talk about this in, in the book. But like we like to think of you know if you think of the people coming to the webs on the homepage that they're gonna eighty percent of them are probably gonna fit into maybe three or four different buying types, right? So you're always gonna get that 20% that don't fit into everything. So like, if you, from a basic point of view, I always take my friend's fishing site. From a fishing point of view, in New Zealand, there are, I don't know, four types of fishermen. There's people who fish from a boat, people who fish from um, land, and there's people who fish from um, spear fishing and stuff like that. And maybe there's also kayak fishermen. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a fisherman. But you you, you know what I mean? So, like, there's no point trying to um, sell to everybody on the homepage because you're not going to sell something to a boat fisherman that's relevant for a spear fisherman, for example. So you want to get them into their little own, basically their own sub-homepage, which is basically a kind of category hero page for them as soon as possible because that's going to resonate with them much, uh, much better. I mean, for Mm -hmm. clothing, you know, like... Men and women. Well, is, to, yeah, I was
1: going to say, simple. Yeah, the simplest way to do that if you if you are selling clothing to men and women is you you say shop men, yeah. shop women. Yeah, you know that that's that's a very simple, you know, example of, of what we what we're saying. Yeah, you want to so you want to tell people where to go. I mean, just somebody asked me years and years ago well, what should our homepage banner be? And I said, well, it really should be your best selling. Because, one of the things that you see people doing is they put their new, quite eclectic, um, products in their in their homepage mm. banner, and and it's possibly going down that peacocking route that we said before. But the truth of it is, if you want to sell more, you you want to put your biggest best sellers that appeals to the to the majority mm. of your audience. So because uh, you get the most, you get the most um, return. So if I was selling, if I was a female. Fashion site, women's clothing website, and it was summer, um, which it is now. And my average order value was, you know, hundred pounds. I would be, I would be saying something like our 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 summer our summer favourites dresses under hundred yeah. pounds, and that's what I'd be leading that would homepage yeah. And um, but you would
0: you would know. you you wouldn't sometimes I see people actually bringing products to the homepage, and that's only going to work if those best-selling products are going to be relevant for 80% of your buyers. So let's say you've got a dress site like Ian was saying, and you just sell those dresses, and you're very much known for your black dresses. If 80% of the customers coming to the website are interested in your new black dresses, then you can bring them out onto the homepage because that makes sense. But if you've got a clothing site that sells all sorts of different things like, you know, underwear and jumpers and all that kind of stuff, putting your best sellers on a homepage is actually not going to work because, those people, it's not going to appeal to eighty percent of the people because they're completely. Yeah.
1: So no, I one. put you. Yeah, put your, I put your. put yeah. your category. I mean, you got to think about what people want. I mean, you know, what do people want? I mean, we know, like for example, in clothing, in, in particularly women's clothing, what they want is new. They want newness, and they want they want to know what's yeah. in sale. So they want to know new and sale. That's yeah. what they want. So you know, if you put anything other than those, like your new, you know, spring summer yeah. collection you know, or your, or your, you know, you know, the sale we've gone into mid season sale, you put anything other than that on your homepage, as your homepage banner, you're probably gonna find that it isn't gonna work. Unless
0: you've got a killer category. Some of them, some of them really have these killer categories. Like we're working with someone in this, like the moment it's beef. Like they've got a that beef is their killer category. Like, so you'd, you'd want to push that because that's where people want to go. And, for, so whatever reason, people, some people don't like using the navigation at the top. They just like to scroll and click, scroll and click. And that, that's how they do it. The other big consideration that you've got to think about is whether you put pricing on the homepage, because I think you would put pricing on the homepage if you are, if your reason to buy from you is price, right? So like GSF car parks, for example, they are kind of like saying we've got good deals and we've got reasonable pricing and you know, you're know you going to get a really good price. You'd put pricing on the homepage in that case. Same thing with like a hardware site if you were known for having a low price. If you've got a clothing site, it's not really like unless you're selling other people's products and then you've got Nike trainers on special deal and you've got so-and-so, and, you, know, you put it on there. But if you've got another website that's aspirational, you wouldn't put the pricing on there. I'll well, test this. But, like, we, we did split testing with, you know, the menswear sites and um, some of the female clothing sites and stuff like that. And often, when we removed the pricing on the homepage, we actually got a, an increase in conversion value. And the reason for that mm. is, is, you know, it's, it's, con, you know, it's, it's a theory. But the theory was this, that as soon as we showed them price, they then, and then they got this little thumbnail on the homepage of a product, and we got the price underneath it, or, uh, or something like that, we're basically asking them to say, Is that dress worth 250 dollars? Do you think it is? And they haven't got in, they're not, not ready really, to make they? that because as soon as they see price, yeah. the brain goes click, click. Oh, it's too it expensive goes, click, for me. Were, I'm off, and it goes, um, Is it worth that? and they use because it's like an automatic computer in the brain that uses it. Oh, I was listening to that podcast you sent me where he was talking about the chimp brain and the computer brain and the human brain, but the computer brain, as soon as it sees a price, it weighs up whether it thinks it's, at, it's, it's that value. And if it hasn't had yeah. enough information, it's going to make a bad choice about that. Because if you click onto that dress and then you see the nice picture of it and you see that it's made of silk and then you see that it's actually, you know, a one-off and, you know, it's a bestseller and all that kind of stuff. And then you see the
1: price. It's a different story. It's completely different context. You know, I'm pretty sure. I think um, I think there's, there's a brand in the UK called Loaf. Yeah. and sell sofas and they're expensive. And I'm pretty sure they, they removed the prices off the homepage and even the collection mm. page Yeah, as well. Interesting. You know, whether or not they're still doing it now, but I remember that they, they did it. Of that, which is you know fairly punchy, you know, but it's the same idea. It's like, well, people need to really fall in love with this. What's fascinating though
0: is that you know you and I have been around for a long, long time, and obviously we've worked with a lot of conversion rate optimization agencies. We've done it ourselves, and when we work with, because we tend to work with people for a very long time, so like twenty years, some of our customers have been with us, and obviously the crow agencies come and go. And what tends to happen? they'll go and spend a lot on conversion rate optimization find all these tests and then two or three years later a new e-commerce manager will come in and change it back without realizing that that was something that split tested wrong and just yeah i just like i I remember i remember cox and cox for example cox and cox spent i think they spent about thirty thousand pounds on a conversion rate agency and did all these tests and then they went and redesigned the website maybe three or four years later. And I went and looked at it. And I was like, you've not put any of those tests in that you, that you'd learn. And mm. I think that's fascinating. I was just looking at one earlier, the same, like they'd done a split test and it was to take pricing off on the homepage. And now I look, you know, it's probably four years later. Now the pricing's back on the homepage. And I think that like, we're so bad at that as humans as we we learn lessons, and we do better from it. And then, and then things get lost, don't they? They just we roll back. Yeah. Um. Because it's not necessarily kept. It, it yeah. It that that fascinates me, isn't it? That's fascinates me that
1: that that, that we yeah. learn lessons. Well, it's part of that. It's part of the yeah. To, I mean, old Tony. Totally I mean, even yeah, in, I'll in our lie. business, dear. You learn things
0: and you go, God, I've got to do that. And then you go, <laughs> you go and have a conversation like four months later and you go, oh, I've done the same thing again. And it's like, honestly, yeah. it's like learning the same lesson, isn't it, business? You, you know, and yeah. uh, you've got to be very
1: careful that you're not just completely knocking yourself on the head. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think generally, you know, with, with, with split testing is, you know, on the homepage is a very good, the very good stuff, because you actually get the results quite quick, because it, it's quite a high-traffic mm. page, you know, so, you know, you might, you know, essentially, you, you know, you start to find, you know, things that actually make a difference quite quickly, because it's easy to yeah. test. So,
0: coming back to yeah. the homepage, like, you, the different sites, that if you've got a lot of products, like, if you've got loads and loads of products, um you, you, two things. So, Either, if you've got a lot of products, some people are going to know what they want, right? And those sites tend to have very high use of on-site search. So, like, take an online butcher, for example. Like, people know the product, and they know what's available. Even though, like, if I've never been to this butcher, they know they're going to have sausages, they're going to have burgers and steak and all stuff. They know that stuff. They know the categories. So, site search is going to be really important because they come to the homepage, they know what they want to get to, and they're going to search for it. So, you know, have a look at on-site search to see whether it's a big deal. And particularly on the mobile, a lot of us kind of hide them, hide the search, even when it's really important to be careful of that. The other flip side of that is a website that's got a lot of products, but people don't necessarily know what they want. But these websites tend to be sites that have, um, people are very interested in the subject. So let me give an example, like Saatchi art, for example, so art has got thousands of paintings available. But if I'm going there to buy, buy my latest masterpiece for my uh, studio, at the end of a garden, um, I don't necessarily know what I want to buy yet. So it's very difficult for me to jump on search and go, oh, yes, painting with red hat. You know, it's just it's, it's not there. So those websites where you've got a lot of um, you've got high engagement because people are really interested in what they're buying um, and you've got a lot of products the homepage really needs to have lots of jumping off points. And we call jumping off points are effectively a long list of topics or themes or things that could get my search started. So if you see Sarchi Art, you'll see, you know, um, an exhibition on, um, you know, street art. There might be a section on that. And then there might be a featured collection of, um, you know, new artists, or there might be best-selling. You know, there's and then there's there's, like, Category links and that are easy to jump off
1: from. Yeah, that's right. And another there's an example of a site, well, I'm not saying this is perfect, but it's Waterstones, Waterstones, which is the selling, obviously, mm. books. Um, when you go to their homepage, it's 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 a similar sort of philosophy that there's a lot of jumping off points that it feels like, because obviously you don't know what book people want. How many yeah. books you sell? Probably selling 10,000 yeah. of the books so it's very much like what's you know what what what's inspiring you know, here's here's the best selling historical fiction, fiction books that are trending here's the best selling you know cookery books that are mm-hmm. trending you know and, and and obviously based on you know if you've got data you can obviously start to do some personalization yeah. as well
0: and once you get those based on that then you yeah. kind of have once to get those that. then you can split mm-hmm. test the order of the things because you know, it's difficult for, as a split test to kind of to know what to split test, but this, if you've got a lot of elements on the page,
1: well, that's a very good point. You've got no, to make the
0: choice. That's a very
1: good point. Well, yeah, that's a very good point. But the, you know, the, the two, the two, if because often people don't know what's put on the home page, and I think the things that we look at is number one, we look at what people search for. So We look, at, you know, what do they search for, and that gives an idea of what they want. That gives us an idea of. Um, Know, what sort of navigation categories to use. But but the most probably the biggest one is where they go next. So if you look at I mean we get you know going back to G A three days, it was a lot easier to do this. I don't actually think of time of recording this G A four actually has this this navigational summary. It's got
0: that annoying um, flow diagram. The flow,
1: um, which is a bit yeah. naff. But G A three and you can you obviously still everyone will still have ga3 i'm assuming to go and just look it's at. still recording what, what it? we often look even at though is...
0: it's supposed to have turned off it's actually still it seems to be working but god knows when
1: when it's going to cut it off yeah yeah that's right and so what we look at is the is the next pages so if if if, if people are on the home page you know where do they go next and it's a very simple little tab it's just navigational summary you go, you go to all pa- co- um contact all pages and then you look at um, you look at navigational summary mm. tab and it tells you where they go next. Because they're on the home page, it says this is this is the amount of people that go, percentage of people that go here next. And it's a little bit like a sort of hot jar and alphas type thing, but it's mm. just there. You know, it's free. Um, and we do the same thing for this. so we follow that path. So we say, Okay, well, the you know thirty-two percent of people go to the men's shoe collection after the home page, mm. and um, and you know 25 percent of people go to the you know pink pajama page and when you go back to the home page and you go well where is our men? if 32 percent of people go to the men's shoes page after get to the home page where is that category on the home page is it easy to mm-hmm. find do you know what it isn't it, it's quite far down below the mm-hmm. fold so people must really want that so guess what we're going to put that up we're going to give that a more prominent pace. So the idea really is that we go with the flow of the rhythm. Yeah. So we look at where what people search for, and we look at what people click on next, where they where the ne- the next navigational path goes, and we then make it easier hmm. for people to do what that. we're doing. And that is that's very much flowing going. What with the flow we're doing of the is
0: is you, you're going to get some humans coming to the homepage who know exactly where they want to go, right? And they'll, they'll go down the most common routes. You're going to get some people who don't really know what to do and they want to kind of be led. It reminds me of when I got off the uh, flight to Singapore to meet you. We all got off the plane and we were all following uh, the people in front. And the, the guy in front went completely wrong. And we all, all of us, everybody on the plane ended up in a completely the wrong place because the guy in the front just chose the wrong, wrong place to do. And so you know there's always people that just follow and so if you have a site where it's got two or three main categories that people go to and you highlight those on the home page for the people who don't know where to go or don't they just want to follow the crowd they'll click on those and they'll find themselves there and it's like well you know here's the website this is this is the site we sell you know like let's say you came into a clothes shop and it's the first time and they ask that that famous question is this the first time you've been to Mark's black dresses website at uh, store? And they go, yes, it is. And okay. Okay. This is the, this is what we're known for. These are the, uh, uh, pretty much 80% of our buyers buy one of these black dresses. These are our best sellers. I'd suggest you go and have a look at those first and, you know, go and have a look at those. And then you also might want to be interested in our feather bowers. Cause I do a nice range of feather bowers as well with the black dresses and, you know, and then it kind of makes sense because then you're introducing the shop into the way that everybody else uses it, and therefore it's going to make sense because you're going to have buying journeys that are well established down those down those paths. So be very careful if a new customer comes into the homepage mm. that you're not confusing them with something that's very complicated. It's like you might have a product that. Um, when you buy it, and I'm thinking of Sarah Run again, you know, when you buy the handbag, um, it, it becomes more complicated because you've got to have all the different things you can do with it and stuff, which is great for an existing customer. But for a new customer, it's like, well, I've got a handbag. I don't know what that is and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, It's buyer journeys, and you've got to make sure that it's easy for people to go you know, down that route. you know what you've got
1: to do? I think the summary is you, you've got to be where the customer is. Psychologically, mm. so whatever state of awareness and discovery that that customer is, you've got to be there, and you've got to allow for different levels of to buy sophistication yeah. as well. Some of them are halfway through their journey of finding this, you know. This let's say the buying, let's say the buying a safe, yeah. you know, online I want to buy a safe. You know, some of them have no bloody idea where where, where what kind of safe yeah. to buy. Some of them have already decided they need you know a fireproof yeah. safe. Some of them have decided they need a fireproof safe and they're looking and they, they know what brand and they're looking, looking to who can buy the yeah. cheapest, who can sell the cheapest and the fastest, with the best return. So you, you, the website has to, has to do all, has to be, has to have a mechanism of, of addressing each yeah. one of those different people. And a good example of that is somebody like, probably someone like Warby Parker, who sell glasses online in, in the States. I mean, they're massive, they're doing about 400 million, I think, they're huge. And it's a it's a very beautifully simple e-commerce site. It looks very nice, um, but but there's, a, there's an elegance to the navigational mm. flow. Very
0: clear what you've got to do. So it's very land clear. On the, the site. You know you've got to go there and you've
1: got to pick up four to
0: glasses or whatever to get to try at home. That you know that's the.
1: Yeah. Well. You, well. First of all, no. But first of it goes. Are you yeah, a man does, or you a woman? I'm yeah. Do you want sunglasses? Do you want glasses? Oh, I want sunglasses. And then it goes, okay. Well, here's here's all the glasses you can have a browse. So it's not intrusive. It, it's not sorry. It's not like a like you must follow this path. It's just very gentle. But the, the next thing it does is it says, well, if you don't know exactly what you want, why don't you find our find the perfect Wolby Parker sunglasses? Yeah. And you know you've got this little quiz, yeah. which is really great because I can browse if I want it. If I you know if I what I want you know round. Think about all the decisions you make when you're buying a pair yeah. of sunglasses you know, what shape, what size do I want prescription? Do I want, mm. you know, tinted? Do I want, you know, X, Y, Z and there's loads, there's loads. And it's a, it's just really understanding that flow best, best thing I would say to help people to think about where the customer is and being, you know, being with them is if you imagine if a customer walked into your, if you had a physical shop, someone walked in through the front door and you greeted them, uh, what, what What question would you expect them to ask you? And what question would you, what what would your response be? And, you know, so you know, what would you ask them? So if it's, you know, if it, let's say it was a suit, you know, you'd be, you know, you'd know that people, people choose the colour of the suit first and then the style. So is it slim fit or is it casual? And then the size. And that's how it goes. So you know, you know that you've got to accommodate for those paths. Some people know exactly what. You want. I mean. So you've got to be what you've got to be where the customer is. What buying decisions would they make in what order? Yeah. You know, and you've got to be where that customer is. The homepage has quite a lot to do, but it's got but, to be
0: simple. You've yeah. got to, that. Your job is to is it's got to, got to kind of simple. take the complexity away from the customer, make the buying uh, path simple.
1: Yeah. And you, and you it, can do that. And you've got to, yeah. you, you've you've got, I'll just say, sorry, I'm talking over you, which is annoying for people, but uh, I'm going to do it. You, you know, you, first of all, you, the most important thing is you've got to make the customer want to come into your shop and not just walk out of the shop yeah. when they it doesn't feel right. Because that's what a bounce is. So that customer the other day, who's got a 34% bounce rate on home homepage. You know, it's like the equivalent of somebody coming into your physical shop, opening the front door, having a look, and then deciding not to come in, the, walking out, mm. shutting the door. It's like, what's happened there? What, what have mm. we done wrong for that to happen? And that's, that's what a bounce rate effectively yeah. is. You know, so you've got to ask yourself, is it a positioning problem? Is it a perception yeah. problem? Is it that they just felt like they were in the wrong place? Is it that we didn't demonstrate, you know, credibility I mean, and I, I, authority? I, I, is it that they just couldn't find what was, they um, wanted?
0: Furniture shop in in, in Newmarket, and, and this is a very good example. Like there was a I went in to this furniture shop and right in the door, right right as I came to the door, there was a table that was about, I don't know, twenty thousand dollars or something ridiculous, right? On the on the table. And I immediately walked out because I'm like, well, I don't want a twenty thousand. But they might have had more reasonable things in the shop, and that might have just been one thing that was ridiculously expensive. And if they'd talked to me, if they'd said to me, "Why are you walking out?" I'd have said, "Well, because that table was $20,000. They go, "Oh, well, that's just a one-off piece. That's one of our really special things. It's a bespoke table and stuff like." That. But the other things mm-hmm. in the shop, they're you know they're, they're not priced at the same level. I mean, and I can't imagine they would all be priced at the same level because it wasn't really that that's that's the high street there. It wasn't really that kind of place. You know what I mean? But like that perception and that, you know, you've got to be very careful what you're doing on the homepage because 80% of people coming to this, into that store would probably be like me, you know, not necessarily wanting to spend 20,000 on the, on the table. So should be that be the first thing that they see. Or does that position the whole store? And then people like me who are never going to spend that that amount of furniture, it gets rid of them. You know, like it's got to be intentional, hasn't it? But I, a lot of the times I would have thought it's not intentional. And it's done by accident. So I'll just put the table there because it fits there. It you know, it's like, but well, that's the first thing you're
1: going to see. What makes it easy, right? What makes it easy to make that decision is if you, if you were selling, you know, really beautifully exquisite, very desirable furniture or clothing or you know, something that was a very desirable play, would you put your prices in the shop window when people are walking mm. past? You wouldn't. There's no way, because you would instantly turn off. You know a massive amount. It's not what you lead. You're not selling on price. You're, just sal- you're selling on desirability, mm-hmm. and that's what you've got to create that feeling of desirability. Interesting when I'm in I mean, New
0: Zealand that, that when you have house houses here and they've advertised, none of them have prices on them. Um, you know, and that really? drives me mental because in the UK you can see a house and you can see the price, and that's what the price it is. But because everything in New Zealand tends to go. By a sealed bid or auction, and so nothing has a price on. So you're looking at it and you're going, "I've got no idea whether I can afford that or not." But they want you to fall in love with it yeah. and then go to the auction and spend more than you can, you wanted to pay for it, I guess. But um, <laughs> I think it's it is changing a little bit now as 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 the house price house house market has kind of cooled off, you are seeing more prices on certain products, sorry, certain houses. But it's um, it's interesting because it's done in a certain way that you're not seeing the price, you're falling in love with it. And then you're asking, having to ask the agent, how much is this house? And they go, what do you think it's worth? They never tell you what they, they never say, you know, if you ever ask an agent mm. or oh, what, you go, what, well, what's this solid for? And they go, well, how much do you think it's worth? It's like, no, tell me how much the house is. That's what I want to know. And it, it's just cat and mouse, oh, drives me mental. Whereas in the UK, you get a price on the house and it's like, that's the house. And it goes, right. That's how much you can. You know, obviously, you can put an offer in and stuff like that. But that's the guide, and uh, it's yeah. uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Pricing is um, where you display it is is powerful.
1: Well, pricing, mm. yeah, whether or not we like it or not, but certainly pricing is one way of positioning your yeah. brand. You know, and using that as a as a you know as a as an anchor and as a you know as a perception of quality and and it's it yeah. Is a, yeah yeah. You know, it's a trick, it's still not a trick, it's something we do consider when we're positioning our brands. Yeah, that pricing architecture. If you're selling other people's products, of course, you know, it is very different. You know, in, in some respects, if you're selling other people's products, they can buy anywhere. It is it is about price, availability, and then who do they yeah. trust? That's yeah. what they want. Um, I mean, obviously, we've got, but if you're selling your own products that are unique different to
0: types you, of websites. Got different mm-hmm. models for different types of websites, different types of home pages. Yeah. Obviously we sold pretty much everything online and yeah. but hopefully this podcast has given people a bit of a framework to I mean, just to look at your homepage and make sure you're not making some of those silly mistakes. And also have some feedback loop on the homepage to to know when you're moving in the right direction or you're moving in the wrong direction. Because it's subtle, it doesn't take too much time to set up a three banner split test. It really doesn't.
1: And you can you can really move forward just based on that yeah yeah awesome,
0: awesome. thank you very much ian
1: nice uh, nice to speak to you you ian. too cheerio and uh i'll speak to you next week thanks guys okay Cheerio, thanks mark bye